Hello, and welcome to Pisces. We're playing the Delta Green campaign, Impossible Landscapes, by Dennis Detweiler, adapted to be set in the UK. My name is Rich, and I'm the handler. My players are Jordan as Working Agent Nero, and Ed as Working Agent Gonzo. Please be aware, Delta Green games contain uncomfortable topics, including graphic violence and depictions of mental illness. Let's begin. Go for it. What would you want to do? So, um, after the last case, Nero was really interested in this guy, Frank Messenger. He's the guy who was uh, yeah. arrested um, and had that strange T-shirt that, you know, the the monarchy are lizard people. God rest the queen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he was interested in the website, and I forgot to write it down, but I think that it's been embedded in, in Nero's head. So he's... Um, He's actually going to travel down... Well, he's going to look at the website and really delve into it. And he's actually going to travel down to Norwich and sort of case this guy out and just maybe even confront him a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah. So, so with, for, mechanically, he's going to stay on the case. The monarchy, the monarchy at lizardpeople.co.uk. Mm-hmm. That was his... Uh... That was his T-shirt. Uh, but he also ran a um, uh, a newspaper, yeah, he did. didn't he? Frank Messenger, uh, Island Weird. Island Weird. Island Weird. That was his uh, fringe conspiracy magazine. It's nice to be Reduces one. So this reduces one bond, other than a bond for Delta Green, by one as you let other responsibilities lapse. Yeah. I should have asked you, really, shouldn't I, in advance? The handler secretly rolls criminology or a cult for your agent. Success means you uncover some pertinent clue of the handler's devising, an especially valuable one with a critical. Failure means you find nothing. Fumble means you think you've found a valuable clue, but it will turn out to be dangerously wrong. Either way, your agent gains 1d6 minus 3 sand. I'm just going to say 1d6 sand. Okay. And come to terms with what happened. Or an obsessing over it in a self-destructive role if it means it lost loss of sand. You probably want me to roll a cult, don't you? Your cult's higher than your... Um... It is. But I'm happy for you to, to roll a d100 and uh, let the dice decide. What's your occult skill? 60. Okay. So you do a lot of research on Island Weird as much as you can with um, burgeoning internet. So obviously it's still 95, so there's not a whole lot of... Um... He's coming into that space, like... He definitely has a has an internet page, but it's still very uh, very low on information. Um, but you can go to Norwich uh, and follow him about. You're going to spend like a couple of days just following him about and seeing what is seeing what his routine is and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. For the most part, he doesn't really leave the house. Um, also, it's his, it's still his parents' house. He still lives at home with his parents. When he does leave the house, um, he usually takes his little kit with him. Um, you, during your stay, 
oh during during your um during your watching of him he um takes off once uh, and drives a little bit to go to um it's like another it's like another protest almost he drives down to where is norwich I'm really um being ignorant of my um, UK. It's it's in uh, Norfolk. It's in the arse. Oh, it's in Norfolk, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, yeah, he drives to like um, he drives to like a major city, probably like Birmingham, mm-hmm. to attend a protest. And it's much the same. He like um, stands around with his with his video camera, like shouting, um, wearing his t shirt, and uh, uh, and demanding the truth about the situation. You want to, like, what, grab him one night or just approach him or um, what do you want to do? I think what Nero would do was is he'd follow him back and maybe if he pulls over on his services, he'd just confront him there in a neutral space. Okay. Cool. So, yeah, you, you can... He, he, stops at, he stops at his services and, and goes into a, what, a Burger King? Yeah. Speaking of which, I went to a festival the other week. Train station, Sheffield, Burger King was like one of the only places. So I went in and had a look. Nine pound they wanted for a meal. What? Oh, that's upsetting. Nine pounds. I fucking walked out. Was it at least the fancy meal? No, it was. Well, it was like a vegan oh. chicken burger kind of thing. But I was like, you fucking no way, buy. Think I'm paying nine pounds for a Burger King if you fucking, if you're fucking nut. Anyway. Yeah. Vegan Burger King is the shit though. It's so Yeah, good. I still haven't tried it. I'm sure it's very nice, but still, fucking hell. Um Yeah, no. Ain't worth nine pounds. Outrageous. <clears throat> so yeah, he stops at he stops at a Burger King uh, uh and gets like it's like a whopper uh, and sits down. And he's like scribbling in a notebook. Nero with baseball cap and um, maybe uh, non-identifying items from that he was because he would have been wearing a shirt. I think he said he was wearing a shirt and trousers, like smart, like smart-ish trousers that were um, also utilitarian in the last operation. So he's wearing something completely different. He's really sort of doesn't want to be recognised. Yeah. Um, so he has a cap on and um, he comes up to Frank and says um, oh sorry are you um, are you driving the and he says the name of the vehicle uh, I, uh, I noticed that your your brake lights are out what both of them or just one of them I uh... Can I just point out how much I enjoyed Name of the Vehicle? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a good name for a car company, wasn't it? It's like naming your dog, Dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My, um, my granddad had a dog called Ask Him. So people were like, what's his name? Ask Him. That's brilliant. <laughs> That's fantastic. Are they? It didn't, it didn't seem that way. Who are you? Oh, no, I'm no one. I just... I just follow. I needed a piss and I followed in, and I, I was right behind you. Um, I thought it was the, the right thing to do to um, let you know. What's what's that you're writing? Nothing. And he like kind of covers over. Oh, okay, friend. Okay. 
Thanks, I'll, I'll check out my car. Thank you. Nero then goes to the bathroom. Okay. He's very quick in there. Um, <laughs> hope, <laughs> hoping <Okay>. just to sort of... <laughs> that's, that's, not a, that's not a comment on his bowels. <laughs> Speed pissing. <laughs> he has a very good digestive system. Yeah. Um... <laughs> He hopes that um, Frank is still there, scribbling away, eating his whopper. Yeah, when you when you when you come back out, he's like, he's kind of sped up and he's like shoving the last bit bit of it, bit of the food in, and he's like getting up and going to leave. Okay. I think he heads up. I think he goes back to him and says, "I'll be honest. I saw you at that." Uh, Protest in on the, on the news. I knew Scotland. it. I knew it. I knew I knew you from somewhere. You were there. You were there, weren't you? He puts his he puts his hand into his bag. He's got a little messenger bag on the side, and he like he like dives into it. Um, do you want to roll awareness for me? Yeah. Is it awareness or alertness? It's awareness, isn't it? Alertness. Mix it. It's mix alertness. 84 over 20. Okay. You were there. You were there, weren't you? His hands dive into his bag. Um, and as they come out, he's got a little camera and he points out at you. Takes the picture. Okay. Um, got I you grab, now. I grab the camera. Oh, do you? Um, that's a contested. Oh, I don't have a character sheet for Frank, for fuck's sake. Um, that's a contested. Yeah, I think like a contested strength score if we're like kind of, you know, you're trying to get the camera, he's trying to pull it back. Yeah, that seems fair. Yeah, nice. yeah. Um, so contested times five. Yep. 69 over 50, well, 69 over 55. 69 over 55. I got a 55 over 40. Um so Which is I've a got... critical. It's a critical fail for me. Yeah. Um, so I think that um, you win regardless. So you like tear the camera out of your hand, out of his hand. Yeah, and I um, throw it on the ground. <laughs> You're in the Burger King. Stamp, stamp, stamp on it. Yeah, and, you are making and, quite the scene. And go, and go to my bag. Right, he's like he's starting to move now. Yeah, yeah. And I um, pull out pull a gun. Out, and I I shoot a, him. I pull, oh. I pull out. I pull out a fiver, and say for the camera. <laughs> I mean, and then walk that away. Is a cheap camera. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So I remember your face, mate. I know who you are. Don't you come near me again? You hear me? Shouting it as you as you as you, um, as you walk away. As, as I walk away, I. Think to myself. Uh, Nero, uh, Nero thinks to himself, "God, I wish Gonzo was a." Okay, yeah, Gonzo would have talked his way out of that one, wouldn't he? I would have, he would have slapped a uh, roundhouse him. <laughs> it I was does, say he just kicked him. Uh, that does kind of um, work out because I rolled a seventy-six um, on the uh, on the stay on the case roll. Mm-hmm. So you did you did fail anyway. Um, okay. Uh, but you roll your roll one d six and you can regain that much sanity. Three. Three? Thank you. Pop that back on. 
What do you want to do, Ed? So I was thinking about this. I think I know what he would do. And I think he would stay on the case. Oh, God. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because, hear me out. Yeah. So, you know, I'm pretty green. I've just seen... Well, I don't know what I've seen. And that's freaked me out. But I have the picture that I managed to sneak out with me. And all my ideas of being like Mulder and just like the good guys <laughs> being able to fight the unknown. I was just shattered. But... I still have the inquisitive streak that I just want to know what's going on with this bit of wood. So I would stay on the case. I would just hit the chat rooms and uh, sign into AOL Online and just like smash out some research. Okay. Um, and what you're trying to find out, just, just more about what's on the wood? Yeah, just trying to decipher what is written on the wood. I think that'd be where he's going. Because he's all about the linguist, linguistics. Okay, yeah, I've got something for you. If um, I will roll, I will secretly roll criminology or occult. Yep. Um, I mean, what, what's your criminology and what's your occult? Ooh, criminology coming in. <laughs> ten. Uh, yeah. Occult is ten. <laughs> oh, I just say terribly. <laughs> Would you like to change your home scene or? No, it's fine. I'm committed. Sure. Now. It's what he, it's what he would do. Okay. You never know. I'm going to roll now. Yeah. Okay. So you spend your time, spend a few months uh, researching this, hitting the chat boards, like you say, hitting the, um, trying to find as much information as you can about the, the language that is on the on the bit of wood um, through the photo. You eventually come up with a translation or, or think that you've translated it well enough to realize that it's some sort of ritual and some sort of summoning ritual that if you say uh, a certain certain series of words in a certain way and, and, and do a complete a certain series of actions that it will summon something but you don't know what it is incredible nice I'll uh what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna I'm gonna stick that that picture to my walls of blue tech. And okay. I'm just gonna just, just glance at it every time I come in and out of the room. <laughs> okay. And just just muse upon upon what it could be. Yeah. And if if I summon it, will it take me to to where it took it took her? Hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Um roll one D six and regain that much sanity. Oh, fuck yeah, six. Oh, nice. Can we find out what you just rolled? Surely that was not under 10. No, you rolled, you rolled a 68. Ah, right. Yeah, I'll do it. Lovely. And these duck dice are fucking doing well for me at the moment. And luckily, it's been a couple of months. So we've been a couple of months since we played, but it's also been a couple of months in game time. So I think that quite works out quite well almost actually. Yeah. Gives you some breathing room from what happened. Yeah, like it. To to now. Um bit of a difference. You do both struggle from quite um awful dreams though. Agent Gonzo, you have a recurring dream or maybe I suppose it is technically a dream, but it's sleep paralysis. You ever had sleep paralysis? Mm. Yeah. 
Have you? Yeah, just, I literally, when I was younger, I couldn't open my eyes when I initially woke up. I could do everything else, but I just could not open my eyes. It was weird. Couldn't open your it was eyes? like my muscles. Yeah, it's like, honestly, guys, like, it's like my muscles were just like 30 seconds behind the rest of my body. It's just like really fucking oh. weird. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. Um, luckily, I've never, I've never had it. Um, it sounds awful. But you do, you have, you have bad sleep paralysis, and, and a lot of people, when, when they have sleep paralysis, they say they see like a figure almost standing either in the doorway or above them. You do see a figure. You see Kim Granger. She stands in the corner of your room and you can't move the rest of your body, but you can move your eyes. Um, And she stares at you and then slowly hovers across the room without moving. And she comes right over to lean over you and she gets closer and closer and closer and closer. And then you can move and you kind of wake up and she's gone. Oof. You have it over and over again. It's not very nice. Every night or just... Uh... No, not every night, no. But you do kind of live in fear for when it will happen. Um, yeah. Avoiding sleep with that sweet, sweet coffee and chat room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Agent Nero, you, um, you have a recurring dream um, where you see your daughter, um, Sarah where she's standing perfectly still on a lake where two red moons move across the sky. But she's, she's, it's not actually her, it's a mannequin that's dressed up like her. It has a wig on exactly like her hair, but it's a fake mannequin. And she stands on top of the lake. Um, and below the water, you can see an inverse, like reflected city below the, moving below the waters. And the mannequin has a metal mask in the image of a mechanical cat. And it speaks in Sarah's voice, but it's like almost recorded as if coming through um, a tape player. Smooth is the hand that makes the world, and steady is the mind that grasps it. Mm. And when she says it, you wake up. <gasps> Oh, Sarah. And your beep is going off. Beep, beep, beep. He jumps beep, out beep, of bed and, gr- and grabs beep, it beep, from the drawer. The, the beeper just displays a number. Probably mm-hmm. a number to call. He, um... He quickly gets changed, um... Grabs a few, um... A few coins from his change, change jar and uh, takes a walk down the road to the pay box. Payphone. It's a good idea. Good idea. Slots them in. There's it. Calls them. Mm-hmm. Calls a number. Yeah, it's an automated message on the other end. Um, and it says, Report to Boy and Dolphin Fountain, Hyde Park, Friday 10th of August, 11am. A friend from York waits for you there. Uh, and it's... Probably like Tuesday. So it's a couple of days, but Friday, tenth of August, eleven a.m. Boy and Dolphin Fountain, Hyde Park. Gonzo, you get um, you actually get a message from someone on the boards, someone that you haven't met before, um, and someone called Marcus. And the message also reads: Boy and Dolphin Fountain, Hyde Park. 
Okay. Friday, 10th of August, 11 a.m. And they, this one says, Friends from York send their regards. But for you, you obviously your first mission was the, la was the last one. You haven't heard anything since. You did see that strange lady who picked you up to begin with at the Air Force Base. Yeah. Last operation, but that was it. What are you feeling? Excited again? <laughs> okay. Bit apprehensive this time? Uh, he's, there's, he doesn't know how to feel. He's Something in him is just like, Oh no. Yes, and something else is just like, no. And he's just going to glance over, lean back in his chair and just glance at the picture of the wood and just like drum his fingers across the table and just like stare at it for about five minutes. And then uh, he's going to call in, call in to work uh, and just say that he has a doctor's appointment that's been booked. An all-day doctor's appointment. <laughs> you don't know what I'm sick with. <laughs> it's a full physical. It's going to take a long time. <laughs> it's a very intense colonoscopy. Not Nero and his guts. Yeah. <laughs> Great A in that prostate exam. Um, Nero, what arrangements do you have to make? He have you got any um, digs on Diem? No, he um, contacts his daughter and um, he says that he's uh, got a job interview in London. Ooh. Okay. Hmm. Sarah's alive, is she? Sarah is alive. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> She's always been alive. Not that I would know that. I just assumed you had a tragic backstory. I forgot you were just a, just a normal northern right, man. Just... Oh, he does have a tragic backstory, but you don't know it yet. Oh. Wait, you told me. You told we we kind of do. Yeah, 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 you, you, you told did, us. Yeah. Give me a little bit of insight. Um, uh, he and he, um, for the next, well, two days, he sort of sits contemplating what horrific things he could come in contact with. His mind going crazy about the unknown. Mm. Um, and he maybe pops on, like, gets a, an A to Z out and has a look at the area, finds where it is, thinks about logistics, escape routes, even if, it, if things happen immediately, that sort of thing. Just... But it's Hyde Park, mate. I think yeah. you probably know where it is. No, but I mean, like, whereabouts <laughs> this particular fountain is. Um, yeah, yeah, that yeah. That sort of thing. Just a general having a look around. Mm -hmm. Can't look on Google Maps, can you? I was going to say. How are you finding that out? A to Z. Yeah, A to Z. Oh, yeah. mate. Nice. Maps still existed, though, didn't they, Ed? So. Yeah. <laughs> Cartography, <laughs> that ancient pastime. <laughs> I, I thought that was a 1996 pastime. And we're clearly in 1995. <laughs> a to Z as a company didn't start until 1996. Um, lovely. So it's the south side of Hyde Park. It's it's a lovely August day, actually. It's 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 really quite hot. It's a nice day. It's in the middle of school holidays, so uh, the park is kind of filled with people. It's filled with uh, families going. To and fro, um, people on people on bicycles, people walking, people having picnics. But there's also um, a range of musicians, clowns, jugglers, hundreds of tourists. Park is very busy. Um, you can see why it, why, it's, why it's chosen as a meeting as a meeting point. Who do you think gets there first? It's probably if I had to choose, it would probably be Agent Nero, wouldn't it? 
Yeah, and it would be Jordan in real life as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> also, my phone into work probably didn't have as much impact seeing how summer holidays. Oh yeah. <laughs> anyway, Nero's Nero stood in front of the uh, the boy and dolphin fountain in Hyde Park, sort of hands behind, arms behind his back, headmaster pose. If you can sort of imagine that, him looking. Yeah. Directly inside the, I say dolphin. It looks like a, a sea monster, yeah. and he's just contemplating, it, where did the artist get the idea of this creature from? Lost in thought. Mm. So much so that Agent Gonzo sneaks up on you. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm gonna walk up to you and just like tap you on the shoulder. <gasps> oh, it's, it's it's you. Who else? Scare an old man like that? Who else are you expecting? Well, part of me thought it might be Kim Granger. Then I'm just gonna just go a little bit white and just stare at you, just like then look, stare at the ground, and shuffle my feet a little bit. Like, well, it's just me. You expecting anyone else? I uh, don't think they'd like to send lots of people on these things, do they? Hmm. How have you been anyway? Can't complain. Not really done much. The odd job here. I've not had any contact from uh, from them, if you know what I mean. How about yourself? No, same. Just, you know, keeping busy. Just trying to crack on. But, um, yeah, nothing. nothing. They're not a chatty bunch, are they? Listen, uh, you've not you've not had any weird dreams or anything have you and then I'm just going to look at you and it's like dreams no but then I'm just going to stare at the ground again and shuffle my feet not sleeping then eh slept better and then and then I'm just going to walk past you and look at the statue like so what do you think this one's going to be about a uh Ultra dangerous dolphin and a space boy. <laughs> that sounds like an easy one to me. <laughs> he just laughs. He shakes his head and just finds a bench, takes a seat, and just sits. After a while, a gentleman comes up. He's got short, cropped, kind of greying hair. Rector, small glasses, rectangle glasses, and a little bit of light stubble. He's um, got dark circles on the underneath of his eyes. Um, he seems quite uncomfortable in the heat. He looks quite furtive as well. He's holding um, a leather valise. If you look at roll 20, here he is. He introduces himself as Marcus. <laughs> That's a great picture. Um, he's smiling in that picture. He's not smiling in real life. Um, in fact, he's kind of like... He's a heavy blinker. Do you know what I mean by a heavy blinker? I do know yeah. what you mean by a heavy blinker, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, really, like, really giving it. We've all met a heavy blinker. And we've all met mm. a heavy blinker. Jake Gyllenhaal plays a great one in Prisoners. Awesome film. Um, he he kind of, like, keeps glancing behind his right shoulder as well. Or It seems almost like a nervous tick. He leads you away from the fountain uh, along the paths of Hyde Park um, to another 
nearby fountain called the Huntress Fountain. And along the way, he like puts on a false smile and he he, he points at the different at the different attractions of Hyde Park and is just like sprouting useless facts about a construction and history and everything. And then he finally directs you to a, a mostly secluded park bench. Um, and you all sit down and he puts the leather valise on the table in front of him. He says, uh, you were uh, sure you weren't followed? Who wants to follow a lad like me? I'm just going to look around. Like, I uh, don't think so. Could be anyone. Anyone could like to follow you. Anyway. Puts his hands on the bench. Okay, so we're calling it Operation Alice. And you'll be assisting you'll be assisting the Met under the guise of being MI5 researchers. And you'll be collecting and cataloging cataloging evidence from a location of interest in a woman's disappearance. Suspected kidnapping. As part of your cover, you're to catalogue every item and paper in the victim's flat. Materials to do so are waiting on site for you. A symbol associated with the occult was found at the location. Investigate the building and determine whether an unnatural influence is behind the disappearance. If an unnatural influence is found, stop or destroy it. Kind of keeps blinking. His hands like keep scrunching into fists and then coming out. And he like pushes the valise over the table to you, Agent Nero. He says, "Look at look over the papers in here when I when when I, when, when when I've left. Keep it keep it with you. Even better, destroy all the evidence when you're done." And he glances at his watch. He says, "Anything else?" Are you okay, Marcus? I'm fine. Let me confirm. And he looks at um, Gonzo with a like a nod, like we've got this. Um, we're assisting the Met. We're MI5. Uh, what what was the term? MI5 researchers. Researchers, sorry. Um, there's a suspected kidnap with unnatural materials found close to the area were to catalogue all the items in the flat. All of them. All of them. There hasn't been an unnatural... There hasn't been an evidence of unnatural. There's been a, a symbol of the occult was found. That's all. Symbol of the occult. And that's all you need to know. This, uh, this woman, how does she disappear? Oh, we don't know. That's in the case files. You can read that later. I guess if I knew that, she wouldn't be missing. I was sort of smiling myself a little bit. Well, yeah, and that, yeah. <laughs> You're not going to tell us nothing else? I can't, you know that. Anyway, he looks over his shoulder again. I've got to go. And he stands up and walks off. Uh, Nero um, grabs the um, leather attaché. And as he, if he turns around, just gives him a nod. Uh, he's gone. Yeah. Blends into the crowds and he's off. Hood up, Assassin's Creed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Blink, can hear us blinking in the distance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you hear a, what, a, an eagle cry. <laughs> 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 Cut.
Cool. Do you want to look in the valise? Yeah. Is it still quiet in the area? Yeah. Um, do you, does Nero feel confident that he's not? You know, it's we could have a discussion and it's not. It's fine. Yeah. As I said, you're on. You're on like a, a like a secluded bench or a picnic table almost. Um, so people people might walk by and stuff, but you you're not out in the open. There's no one near you really. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to be like, oh, you should have gone somewhere else. Yeah. You're fine, don't worry. Okay. Yeah. Um, shall we? Uh, motioning to open up the leather case. Yeah. I'll, uh, yeah. I'll just I'll nod after you. So um, Nero opens up the case and just pulls out the first two. And there's a bomb inside <laughs> and the bomb goes off and you're dead. Oh. Man, so we that's better, over. We better, we better make new characters then. Did we win? Worst agents going, mate. <laughs> Did we win? <laughs> <laughs> so inside are um, some temporary MI5 credentials for you both. Um, you can come up with two fake names for your um, for your identif- identification badge. Um, I'll leave it with you for a sec. You don't have to do it right now. Um, there is a Metro News article uh, on the case. There are like a almost like a summary a typed up summary of the police notes for the case which again I'll read out to you is the address of the building which is Manor Road Canning Town London uh, E17 2KG there's a set of freshly made keys to the building and there's a, po- a Polaroid photograph um, of the girl that is Two seven two thousand seven chic right there. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, it's slightly out of focus, uh, and a sticker on the back of the photo reads "Right A, first of June ninety four. So that's right W R I G H T A. Um, I will read the 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 Metro newspaper thing first. If you're, I say, if you're both going to sit there and. Kind of have a look over it. Yeah, sorry, what was it? Right A, and what was the number after? 19? Uh, 1st of June, 94. 1994. So it was taken last year. Yep. Cool. So the Metro article, Missing Artist Prompts New Fears in Canningtown by Raymond Bilks. This is Monday, July 10th, 1995. For those who knew artist Abigail Wright, her disappearance from her Canningtown artist co-op around June 4th is a mystery. Authorities have been frustrated in their efforts to find the young woman, last seen near her apartment at Manor Road. According to a source familiar with the case, early leads have collapsed. A month on, Detective Inspector Syed Zohaib says the Met is no closer to locating Wright. The source also said a strange and disturbing collection of items have been found in Wright's apartment, including medical supplies, books and machinery. Wright's neighbours maintained that all was fine with her and nothing indicated she was in danger or planning to leave. Her apartment was locked from the inside and no signs of a struggle were found. A rise in burglaries, muggings and assaults in the area prompted youth leader Anthony Scott to comment, It is well known in the neighbourhood that after 5pm the streets go dark and police are nowhere to be found, especially on foot. Scott added people walking around after dark in the area should be cautious and to keep away from ill-lit areas. Locked from the inside. Yes. She does look a bit different in the selfie, but this is the official art for her. So that's Abigail, right? Mm-hmm. 
And the case summary. Obviously, this is a lot of information to dump at the beginning, but again, we can go over it later on and stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Case file summary. Abigail Wright, investigator, eyes only. Abigail Law Wright, Caucasian, age 26, is a fine artist missing from her apartment in Canning Town. She was last seen four days before she was reported missing by her father, Bristol City Police Constable Thomas Wright, Caucasian, 50. Abigail has lived in London for seven and a half years. She has a distinguished academic record and impressive list of credentials. Last year, her first show was held at the Mercury, an art gallery in West London. Wright sold 15 pieces and took half a year off to paint. Six months later, she disappeared on or around 1st of June 1995. Police entered her studio in the McAllister building on 4th of June 1995. There they found what had been described as hundreds of bits of junk glued to the walls. Almost all of these items were fastened to the wall with fast-setting, cheap, full-bond glue. There were no obvious signs of struggle or violence, and the neighbours offered no useful testimony. Detectives investigated several leads but uncovered nothing. The apartment remained a crime scene and was visited four times by Met teams, but only twice by detectives due to backlog. Two months later, on August 4th, Wright's credit card was used in the outskirts of Leeds to purchase a pack of cigarettes at a Bipu petrol station. The case was given to MI5 as a possible kidnapping. They re-examined the tenants of the building and Wright's associates and friends and came to the same dead end which stopped the Met. Employees at the petrol station where Abigail's credit card was used had no particular recollection of the transaction and did not recognise Wright from photos. The signature on the receipt was her, uh, was her name but not her handwriting. The station had no surveillance cameras. That's all that's in the, um, in the actual police files there. So Abigail has gone missing. Mm. Her apartment is in a bit of a state. There's stuff glued to the walls. She wasn't acting suspiciously. She just upped and disappeared one day. Her father actually reported her missing, who's a Bristol police officer. Mm. You're to catalogue every item and paper in the victim's flat and determine whether the... if the location has any unnatural significance. Mm -hmm. And if it does, you know, have to stop or destroy it. Every item. I'm going to look at it. Hopefully it's an empty building. <laughs> An empty room. Yeah. That was easy. Uh, well, pointing to the case files, like hundreds of tat glued to wall doesn't fill me with that. Yeah. Another job done. Um. Also, I love this the specific nature of the glue. Fast <laughs> setting sheets full of bond glue. Blue tack. Mm. <laughs> Certainly not blue tack. So, after reading the paper the metro paper and case file nero certainly is he thinks that based on his other experiences we don't we shouldn't just assume that it's a obviously a kidnapping that's obviously why we're here but let's leave our um thought thought process open for anything um he suggests that perhaps we should destroy these files thoroughly before heading to um, to the building. Um, and I once uh, gone to an opinion on it. Destroy the files. Um, and then I'm just going to get out a little notepad and just like scribble down a, a couple of bits. Um, just 
real just top key information. Yeah, but key information. Context. And just just some dates, names, just like relationships. Basically, my notes in real life. Um, and then I'll be like, okay, okay, I think I think I got everything. Yeah. How and do then, you um, want to destroy it? Hmm. Um, fire is probably the best way, isn't it? I don't think we can just start a fire in Hyde Park. <laughs> oh, I have an idea. I've got an idea. And then I'm going to grab some of the paper. That's okay. And then I'm going to walk over to the Huntress Fountain. Uh, I googled it to see what it was. And I'm just going to hold the, the paper in the water and just like basically shake it until it dissolves. It dissolved. Yeah, a while, wouldn't we? I mean, it's a it's a newspaper, right? It's gonna dissolve very quickly. He's like holding the paper in the water and leans round. He's like, "Have you got a better idea?" <laughs> this will work. This will work eventually. And I'll just like crunch it up into little pieces, and then just uh, yeah, little bits of paper just floating around everywhere in this fountain. Um, it, okay, it is summer, so we could we could just burn it on a barbecue or wait for the evening and find a fire pit or something. Yeah, just keep it with you for now, and then just or just when we need to, just you know, drown it. They're fine. Yeah, such a good idea, didn't you? Yeah. I was like, we just got to solve it. It's fine. <laughs> fine. We'll, we'll do it your way. I'm not giving up on my fountain idea. Yeah, the fountain idea is happening at some point. It's not. It's not printed <laughs> on rice paper. Can I just spend the next five minutes just discussing the science behind my idea? Eventually, it'll just dissolve. <laughs> yeah, you get into an argument in the middle of high park. It'll get sucked into. It the, wouldn't have worked. It'll get sucked into the mechanism, spray out the top, and it'll be gone. <laughs> God, uh, Nero just rolls his eyes, just like oh, he lets his. Here we go again. Lets him continue for a while, and then says, "Well, what we're going to do now with wet paper? Wet paper? Take it home and burn it." <laughs> for fuck's sake. <laughs> I'm just going to start muttering to myself in Spanish. Okay, what are you doing? Um, I reckon we should probably head over there. Um, yeah. At least to have a walk around um, as civvies before you know putting on our badges or whatever. Get a scout of any CCTV in the area, London being London, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, there must be stuff around... Ooh. Uh, CCTV in 95, is that a thing? Yeah. Nice. That is handy. It wouldn't be as good as today, maybe not as prevalent, but there's definitely, yeah, definitely CCTV in 95. As you're um, leaving the park, Agent Nero, you notice one of these, one of the myriad performers that are in the park, um, one of them catches your eye as you leave. Um, and it's... Um, it's like a little dancing clown, but it's kind of got a semicircle of people that have stopped and are, are watching him. And it appears to be like a small child in an overall. Um, and the overall's like emblazoned with geometric shapes of various colors. And the, the kid's wearing like a little clown mask that covers the entire head. And the mask's face has a smile, exposing rectangular teeth. Uh, his eyes are little black slits. Um, and as he's dancing, there's a relentless drum. And the clown dances on the stage and he's like in precise movements to the music. And behind him, he drags um, 
a ribbon-covered, like, paper dragon through the air on a stick. And he, like, moves. And he's, it seems to be almost, like, tracing or drawing very specific patterns in the air. Can I... Is there a way to sort of... I suppose, what's the, the option... The, the Pisces version of perception? To sort of... Uh, maybe Sigint or Hugh. To what you're trying to do? To uh, you, figure figure it out? Not, or? not necessarily figure it out because I'm not. I don't think he. You know, the time that he has to read these symbols or the. But but maybe find the, the shape. The shape. Sorry. You can make you you can make an int times five roll to kind of commit almost commit the shape that he's dancing to memory. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 74 under 75. Oh, ho, 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 just about. Damn. Nice. Yeah, he's definitely like, like dancing in a specific way that tr- the trailing dragon like seems to draw something in the air. Mm. And you don't recognize it, um, but you feel like you could you could draw it down if you if you if you wanted to later on. Yeah. It, but it just it just definitely caught your eye as you were, as you were going out. Yeah, it fascinated me. So I was like, oh. What is that? Yes. It took, it took maybe 30 seconds to watch him, um, to study it, and then uh, yeah. maybe come back to it later on. What are your fake ID names? Um, my fake ID name is uh, Brian Potter. I am Ge- Gethin Jones. <laughs> You're going to roleplay as well, Shane. <laughs> Listen here. You want to make your way over? What are you doing? Are you driving over or are you um, going to take the tube over to Canning Town? A couple of stops. Oh, do we have a car? I ge- don't have a car. I'd guess not. Oh, did you drive, Jordan? Probably not. Did you both take the train? Yeah, we got the train from Brist- from Brighton into London. I think uh, it's tube time. Yeah. And what was the road name, sorry? I did write it down, but I can't read my handwriting. Manor Road. Manor Road. Manor Road, Canning Town, London. And it's called the McAllister Building. Have you make your way over there? It's extremely hot on the tube, as it always is. Just fucking passing out from the heat on the tube most of the time down there. Nightmare. You look at Jordan's A to Z, or sorry, Agent Nero's A to Z, that he's uh, luckily brought along with him to find your way to Manor Road, um, which is a real place in London. Um, you can look it up on on the map if you like, um, and you're just kind of you're not going in or anything, are you? You're just kind of like having a look around. Have a look around. Um, it looks like a, a main road. Um, yeah. So sort of walk down the street. Um, Nero certainly is looking out specifically for um, any CCTV that might be in the area from other shops or anything like that. So there's not a whole there's not a whole lot of shops on the on the road. And keeping an eye out, you can't really see many CCTV cameras. There are a few. There's. Um, it's just down the road from the West Ham tube stop. Mm-hmm. So there's there's cameras there, but down the road there there's there isn't really any. But you get to the building itself, and it it really kind of looks out of place. Uh, it's on the. It's almost on the corner of Manor Road and Gainsborough Road. And the surrounding building, the surrounding houses, are like squat 1970s terraces. Um, but this one is like three stories high, 
made in like a faux castle design. So it's like a fake portcullis that hangs above the large entrance doors. And it has like artificial ramparts in, like on the windows and ledges. And there's cheap like concrete gargoyles on the rooftop. And it has like a, a grey slate rooftop all filled with um, vents and, and old aerials and stuff. So compared to the other houses on, on here, it looks like completely, completely out of place. It's very strange. Hmm. What do you think? Well, it's definitely a unique building. If there's no CCTV, I guess we can uh, just ask around if any of the locals knew, knew Alice. Uh, by that, I mean Abigail. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, um, sorry, your name is Gethin, wasn't it? Gethin Jones. And uh, if I wasn't going to call you by your real name, what would I call you again? Brian. Brian Potter. I knew a, I knew a Chris Potter at school. He was a nice guy. Well, it is a fake name. <laughs> cool, it's not my real name. Cool story, bro. <laughs> right then, Gethin. Uh, I suppose we, uh, better look the part. And he pulls out the two uh, MI5 ID badges and hands one to him. Places one round his own neck. And okay, um, do the same. Hmm. So we can uh, have a look around if you want and speak to some locals or we can uh, head in. I think both are valid. Let's let's do our homework first. Uh, after last time when we just um, wandered in. Maybe just find out a bit more first. Alright. So is there a... Um, uh, in the building there's different... Um, residential areas in it you say it's three stories so i imagine there's yeah yeah so we uh yeah sorry, go on. so you're going into the building sorry well we've got two options either we um talk to residents in the building or we talk to neighboring builders buildings so we can either ask uh, direct neighbors inside the building or we um we go across the road and and ask if um people have seen her recently Maybe, if they know her. her nature, oh, just... We've got this. Maybe what she was like last time they saw her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, perhaps we cross the road and um, approach some, well, people and say, are you local? Um, that sort of thing. I'm talking, sorry, talking to Gonzo as a sort of plan of action. Yeah, so if we just... Talk to you're just sorry, so you're just approaching strangers on the street and asking them if they live round here. <laughs> <laughs> Are you local? This is a local town for local people. This is a local street. Get out of Canning Town. Um, so yeah, yeah, it'd be like, hi, Tabs? hello, Tabs? <laughs> <laughs> you're my wife now. You're my wife, <laughs> you're my now, wife now. Um No, it'd be like you know, show the badge. Hi. Yeah. Um, we're investigating a missing person. Um, are you local? Do you know this person? Um, if they say no, sir, I'm not from around here. Thank you for your time. That sort of that sort of patter. Yeah, yeah. You ask a few. You ask a few people walking by. It's not that many because it's midday on a Friday. It's not people still like. Um, not not a whole lot of people say they say they're local or they live like further down. But you do get one person who lives on Manor Road, um, who goes, oh, um, oh. 
It's, a, it's an older lady. She says, oh, you're right, love. She's northern for some reason, even now it's London. And she goes, <laughs> making myself laugh. She goes, oh, and yes, she did. Um, it's that poor girl that lived on the corner, isn't it? That's right, ma'am. Oh, I, uh, she disappeared, eh? That's what I heard. Did you know her at all? No, I can't say that I did, but I live down the road. You see people coming and going from that place, don't you? Because they're all a kind of arty types, aren't they? You say you live down the road. Do you? I'm sure you you know the local community. You've um, you seem like a well-respected person. Did um, anything strange happen in the building? Parties or any? Um, not nefarious. That's probably the wrong word. But um, antisocial behaviour ever happen from from what you're aware? No, no, no. There was never anything like that. It was they were very respectful and very nice, actually. Anything for yourself, um, Agent Jones? Did uh, did you see any change in Abigail uh, last time you saw her? As I said, we weren't exactly going down pub together, love. I just, I mean, you know, just, I recognised you know. her from the street, and I recognised her. From, excuse me, I'm still talking, <laughs> and I recognised her. From, <laughs> I recognised her from the photo and from the paper. So I recognised her from the street. It's not like I talked to her or anything. No, she seemed fine. Oh, well, oh, thank you. Okay. <laughs> well, l- listen. Um, thank you for your time, and um, of course, if ever you do see um, this young lady, please um, please contact your local PlayStation. Um, any any lead is a good lead right now, so um, I appreciate your time. All right, I'm off that pub to get pissed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he does a Columbo. He does a Columbo. He does a Columbo turn. He goes one more question. <laughs> one more question. <laughs> Are you an alien? <laughs> she like wanders off, and you hear as she as she goes off, she whispers under her breath, "Fucking pigs!" <laughs> Whoa! Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, she's been living down in London long enough, hasn't yeah, she? Right. Yeah. So we got nothing from her. No. I mean, is it worth? Well, no, not exactly. You learned that you learned that the house was relatively quiet. There wasn't any large parties mm. or anything. Yeah, I guess so. Mm. Okay, I think I think we move inside. Let's, let's start with the neighbours. Yeah. So is the building as it? Um, it's been what two, uh, six weeks since her disappearance. Now, is the house yeah, roughly, still yeah. under still under surveillance? Not surveillance. Is like any uniformed officers on the front, or is it all open? For not. Us to- a- no, there's, you can't see any. You can't see any officers. Okay, yeah. So um, we head towards the front door and grab the key from inside the um, the knapsack. Yeah. It? So there's a key that lets you in the front door, uh, and in the front door there's just like a small foyer. It's marbled floor actually, and it has the tenants' mailboxes all on one, all on the right hand side wall. Uh, the floor is like covered in old newspapers. Um, junk mail and like takeaway menus. Uh, it seems like there's eleven apartments in the building. Looking at the mailboxes, five are occupied. Sorry, they're post boxes. They're not. It's not Delta Green. Sorry, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you can tell when I'm reading flavour text from the book, hey? Sorry, um, eleven apartments. I was so annoyed by that mail. Eleven apartments. <laughs> and five. Uh, five are occupied. Okay. Gonzo's, uh, sorry, Nero is um, <laughs> looking. It's because they are both end in O. 
Um, Nero's looking at the um, the post boxes and um, he motions towards um, Gonzo to have a look at hers. Do we have a key for the mailbox? Fuck. For the post box. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, do uh, have... You don't. Okay. You don't. You don't. But you you see it says one A and it says um, A right. Okay. So let's keep an eye out for that when we go in. There could be something of, of value in there, yeah? No, I'm just going to nod. And then um, I'm just going to awkwardly sort of look through the slot to see if I can see if there's anything in there. See if you can see what, sorry? If there's any post inside the post box. It's got like, just put my eye to it. You can't it. see, it's too dark. Too dark for you to see, mate. Sorry. Oh. Um, uh, and do we ha- do we have any names for the occupied um, buildings? Like you sure do. One A is A right. Two B is T Manuel. Three A is R Karun. Four A is L Post, and six B is M Van Fitz. What a name! I expect some fantastic accents for all of these. <laughs> I want to go straight to 6B, just to hear the accent. <laughs> straight up there. I mean, let's maybe start so she's the on next the, door. So she's on the, well, she's on the ground floor, isn't she? Presumably. Uh, yeah, Abigail is, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I like your plan. Let's, let's get a ground, yeah. get some context of her character. And any yep. of her relationships um, to start with. Um, so yeah, we can stop, stop, start from two B. Lead the way, Gonzo. Sorry, lead the way, Gethin. <laughs> no, I'll sneak it to myself. Um, yeah, I walk upstairs and uh, approach the door. So beyond the little foyer, um, there's a corridor. Mm that uh, runs runs into the back of the building. So you follow that down and it swings to the left. And in front of you is Abigail's door, uh, 1A. And there's actually uh, a gentleman standing outside the door and he sees you. And he says, ah. Um, he comes up, holding out his hand. He says, hi, uh, Detective Inspector Syed Zahab. How are you doing? And he shakes both your hands. Says, I guess you're the um, the researchers, right? That, yep, that's right. Nice to meet you, boyo. <laughs> <laughs> there he is on the um, on the chalkboard there. Oh, on the chalkboard, on the on the corkboard, even. That is a fantastically shiny head. Uh, just like mine. Uh, yeah, he introduced himself. Yeah, um, DI uh, Sayed say, hey, glad you boys are here. Really, <sighs> glad to have her. Uh... To come and lend, lend a hand. Been out here long, have you? Uh, well, it's been here a while. I just don't like being in there. Uh, gotta say, it's, it's never seen anything like this shit in there. What? Uh, what can we expect to find? Well, you've, you guess you've uh, been briefed. It's just uh, just a weird load of stuff on the walls. Just odd. Just I ain't never seen anything like it. Gives me the um, gives me the willies. Um, anyway, uh, here's my card. Gets his card out of a little um, little holder. Um, gives it over to you. He says, um, "My number's on there. The department number's on there. If you um, if you need anything, just uh, just you just let me know." Yeah. Thank you, Detective Inspector. Will do. Mighty kind. 
All right, good luck, boys. Uh, and he um, he takes off. And then I'm just gonna just lean over to to Potter. Like, I don't know if my my accent's a little bit racist. <laughs> Maybe I should be one of those Welsh people I mean, that doesn't actually have an accent. Doesn't have an accent. Um, I don't know if you can be. Can you be? Uh, uh, anyway, let's um, let's think about this later. Um, <laughs> let's not try to solve the race problem here. But I guess Welsh are different race. I mean, I'm all for their independence. More jingoistic than anything than racist, isn't it? Xenophobic. So again, I, think, anyway. I mean, I do all the accents, don't I? So, Man. Yeah. I think you're bigger. It's when you, it's when you start doing, you know, like a, <laughs> putting on a really Thick horrible Caribbean. race Chinese accent <laughs> oh, or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I think that's when we have to start being like, whoa. That is the concern that your Welsh will turn into Jamaican. <laughs> hey. Yeah, there is that as well. Yeah, Gethin's lived in the many places. Just warps into something else. Uh, so you have um, Abigail's door in front of you, and then you see. To the right, the corridor stretches all the way down. You can see two doors at the other end. But then halfway down the corridor, um, there's some steps up and down, actually. Okay, so we, I guess we would assume that that's 1B and 1C. Or a couple of four flats that aren't occupied at the moment. Yeah, well, you can you can spot the numbers on the doors. So let's just say yeah. it's Thomas, Ma- it's T. Manuel's apartment and R. Curran's apartment down that way. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's weird numbering, don't worry. Um, and then upstairs, obviously there's more. And downstairs. So it's up to you, you can go to Abigail's or you can go down the down the corridor or, or upstairs. Right, right, Gethin, let's um let's speak to Manuel if he's in. That was nod, because I'm not gonna say yes. Uh, walk up to T Manuel in two B and um, sort of straighten up myself and make sure my badge is quite visible and uh Bit of a uh... bump, 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 bump. You don't hear anything for a while, and then you hear some um, shuffling and then the, the door unlocking, uh, and it opens just a little, just a little crack, and you see, um, you see quite a young man peering out. Um, he's got thick, like dark hair, and it's swept back and kept in. Um, Kept in like a little cloth band. Uh, he's got like olive skin almost. You'll learn his first name as well. It's Thomas. Thomas Manuel. Um, he says, yes, hello. Um, Mr. Manuel. Uh, yes. My name is um, Brian Potter. And this is my associate, Kathleen Jones. We're, um, we're MI5 researchers. We're, um, we're here to help the Met with their investigation with the disappearance of um, Ms. Wright. Bear a few minutes of your time. Um, yes. Would it be possible to come in? And he looks around to the back into his apartment. Uh, okay. Uh, and he kind of opens the door and, and, and lets you in. As he turns around to let us in, um, I look at Gonzo and just give a, a quizzical look. I'll uh, reciprocate the look. I'll just look back at you like, hmm. Let's go on there. Walking in, will you both give me um, a human roll, actually, please? All right, all right, all right. 70 over 50. 51 over 2. 
Oh, they're 12 because 10 base. Two. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, fuck me. Two human skill. Yeah. Um, I am not good at You've only got job. 12 in human. Yes. I am bad really? at this. Yeah. I've only got oh. 12 because I failed last time as well. Well, you both notice, anyway, that um, it's quite austere. There's not a whole lot in this apartment. There's no art of any kind. Um, there's no books. There's no kind of artist materials or anything. It kind of almost looks like a hotel suite. It doesn't really feel like a home. Hmm. Uh, but he does have a, a, on one wall on a shelf um, quite a lot of stereo equipment of, of quite high quality. Some nice speakers and a subwoofer and a and a, a really nice CD player for the time. Um, but he kind of stands in, in the middle of his living room where, where you're all kind of standing and goes, what would you... What would you what would you like to know? Lived here long, have we, Thomas? Yeah, I've been here for um, nearly three years. Very minimal look you have going. Oh, um, yeah. Um, I work in the um, I work in the basement at night. That's where I do my painting. So um, I, I don't have a lot of things in here. Ah, not. Didn't mean to intrude, son. Don't mind calling him son. He's about the same age. Now let's uh, throw a look at Mr. Potter. Thomas, do you do you mind me calling you Thomas? Um, no, that's fine. No. We've been asked to um, just gather some more uh, context to uh, Ms. Wright's disappearance, and we thought it best to speak to the people who um, who lived in her building. Um, did you know Miss Wright well at all? Um, I didn't know her well, um, but she was. Um, she seemed very. She seemed very nice. Did you ever um, exchange um, pleasantries? That's, that's, I even strikes a line through that because that made no fucking sense. Um, <laughs> would you call yourself friends? Friends at all? No, I, I don't think we were friends. Uh, it was, you know, we'd have a chat in the hallway or whatever, but we weren't exactly friends. You were, you say you were an artist as well. Did you ever collaborate on anything? <laughs> no, no, we weren't, no. Ah. That's making note of that. So, you didn't really see much of each other then, did you? Living so close, did you? You really didn't think through this Welsh no, thing, did you know? <laughs> Was she a good neighbour? She was. Um, she was a. She was a lovely neighbour. Um, I, I didn't have any problem with her at all. That's not. While you've been uh, living here, have you? Um, did you see anyone come or go? Actually, did she have uh, any relationships? That you're aware no. of? No. I think I saw her dad a few times, but I haven't seen anyone strange come or go from her apartment. I mean, I I told the police this all, you know, twice now. I I I know it must be very frustrating, but um, if I if I I must admit, sometimes this information doesn't get passed between bureaus as effectively as you'd like. So we we do like to just double check. So, okay. Th thank you for your time, anyway. Oh, sorry. One more. 
Uh, how long had she been living here? Oh my god. There we go. There it is. This is the point that you need to stop. Oh, that one. Just do what Jordan does. Just do the West Country. Yeah, I should stick to West Country. It's just because you are West Country now, Jordan. You've got it nailed. Okay, I'm just gonna I'm gonna crack on, and apart apart from Boridar, I'm just gonna pretend I'm off. So, how long had she been living? In the building, can I ask you? Abigail? Um, I think she said nearly five years, I think it was. Oh, so she was here before you moved in? Yes, she was, yes. Thank you, Thomas. Sorry, that's just me. Thank you, Thomas, for your time. Um, as I say, I, I appreciate you um, talking to us for the moment. Do you know if um, any of your other neighbours are in at all? No, I don't, I'm sorry. I go here and I go to the basement to paint. Um, I don't. I keep kind of keep to myself, really. The the basement is a. Is, do we need a key to access that, or can we just wander down? Um, no, you can just go down. Well, we we we, we might just um, pop down and have a look around, um, get context of the building, those sorts of things. Um, rest assured, we won't touch any of your art. Um, either way. Yes, please don't look at my paintings. You won't, um, you won't have any buffoons ruining it for you. We'll just be um, looking at the structure and all that, those sorts of elements. In my notepad, I've written, definitely look at his painting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, um, Brian stands up to um, shake his hand. Oh, you sat down, were you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just, I just got the mental image of you sitting down, but everyone else standing up, and you're just like, got your, leg, got your legs crossed, just... He's an old boy, isn't he? He's like... Yeah, you're true. Do you mind if I sit down? <laughs> cool, he like gingerly shakes both of your hands. So, um, thank, thank, thank oh, you. Oh, he's not a limp shaker, is he? He's a bit of a limp shaker, so yeah. A limp shaker and a heavy blinker. Heavy God. blinker. <laughs> <laughs> um, you leave Thomas Manuel's apartment and you're, and you're back out in the corridor. So um, to our left is stairs going up and down, down to the basement, up to the next floor, and to our right leads to Abigail's apartment. Yes. And then further down, there's another apartment. Yeah. Um... Nero leans over to Gonzo and says, Basement? Uh, yeah, and we need to look at this man's pictures. Yeah. So, um, we, yeah, we head left towards the, um, walking past the next, um, the next flat, um, and head towards the stairs leading down to the basement. Cool. Uh, yeah, you go down to the basement. Um, there's several rooms... Um, most of them just have, you know, detritus in, just random bits. There's a there's a boiler room, um, but there's one there's one small room that seems to have been almost converted into a painting studio. Um, it smells of like oils and paint thinner. Uh, there's three three plastic pails of linseed oil, carefully stacked in the middle of the room, um, and there's a note. Is taped to them, and it reads "For Sammy, pick up." S M I. 
S-A-M-I, for Sammy pickup. And there's like a, a stack of, it's like three canvases leaned against the wall that are facing, you know, kind of away from you, so you can't see what's on them. Mm-hmm. I am straight away going to go over to that. <laughs> um, Nero um, whispers, stop! Uh, I'll, I'll freeze and I'll turn around and look at him. I'm like, you, you heard Thomas. He doesn't want us to look at his paintings. And the only thing I've learnt in this job is you should look at things that people say you shouldn't. No, I, 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 I'm not. I'm not disputing that. Trust me, I want to look at them. But I just we need to make sure no one's watching. Cover our asses, basically. We've just gone into his apart apartment and said, you know, and and asked him a lot of questions. He was very defensive about those paintings. But I'll I'll keep lookout if you want to look. And then I'll just nod. Don't spill anything. <laughs> what is that to spill? <laughs> the linseed oil. <laughs> <laughs> it's expensive. No, genuinely it is. If you want some good quality linseed oil, it's expensive. And flammable. <laughs> oh, note for later. Is it? I've got linseed oil yeah. next to me. I'm sure it is. I might be wrong. thought it was. No, it's just from a tree. <laughs> yeah, t- trees can't be flammable, can they? No, um, <laughs> Uh, so, so, sorry, so someone's taking, someone's posting watch and someone's having a look. Yeah, Nero's watching. Nero's watching, okay. You want to look at these, um, you want to look at these paintings then, Gonzo? Please, I will start with the closest to me, so the top of the stack. Yeah, the top, well, they are stacked, so yeah, you're, um, closest to you, you turn it around, uh, and it's a blank canvas, but at the bottom, it's labelled, My Great Work. Huh. Then I'll just, I'll just. Is a, uh, is Potter in hearing range, of just normal speaking, normal voice? Do I have to shout? Or yeah, if he's just like standing at the door or whatever, just like, just watching for for anyone that's coming down. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, it's blank. There's nothing on it. Uh, maybe it's. Oh, maybe it's painting with fucking. Come or something. You need a, a black light <laughs> to see it. I'm just got. I'm just got like open my mouth a little bit, looking like, what do you do in your spare time? <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> and then this is a family show. Yeah. No, in the <laughs> no, corner, this no. <laughs> this guy seems to think a lot of himself. He says, "My best work, my great work, my great work." So, what the fuck is he on about? Then I'll just uh, I'll go straight for the second one. That's okay. Go on, sniff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. Um, this one man, is this one is a haunting image of a white-faced spectre standing on a rug at the top of the stairs. Uh, sorry, at the top of of stairs in the midst of a conflagration. Oh damn! Mm. He's kind of looking down at you. There is a rug. They're supposed to run down the stairs here, and it's like a strange aquamarine colour. There's, there's hints of it, but not not a lot in the painting there. I'll just uh, I'll describe it. I'm like, there's just a, a figure in a robe and some fiery sky behind them. Um, Nero is gonna look at the 
the linseed um, and taking the handler's information as, as gospel, considering he has information, he goes, he um, he says, you see, the, the, there's flames behind it. Yeah, there's like a, um, like a spinny vortex in the sky and then this figure stood at what looks like stairs. Right. It's got Steady like a, those stairs. It's got like a creepy mask on. And we'll do, we'll double check to see if uh, any any standout features match the stairs that head up. Look, this is daft. Just come look at this. No one's coming down those stairs. Right, he had another look, and um, just rushes over and has a quick look. It looks at it, and he, as he, he walks away and says, um, "I'm I'm just a bit concerned that." Maybe this linseed could be related. I, we don't know what's going on. I'm just concerned about this flammable. It can go off without a spark. Let's just be mindful. When did you get so worried about linseed oil? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know my past. <laughs> <laughs> Flashbacks to the linseed field. No. <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh, did, did you say there's three paintings? Sorry. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. Cool. Yep. Have you not got a, a white token for um, <laughs> for the first painting? <laughs> I don't. Sorry. No. You just have to use theatre of the mind for that oh. one. What have we got then? Next one, please, buddy. A young, thin man with wispy, thinning blonde hair and wearing a hospital gown is duplicated in a mirror. His mirror twin is deformed and muscular with a misshapen head. There's a creepy painting of a man looking in in the mirror. It's not, it's not Thomas though. It's someone else, and the person looking back at him is creepy and the hench. As as um, Gonzo is describing them, um, Nero is writing them down in his notepad. Actually, as you turn this as you turn this um, this painting around, you notice that. Stacked against, also stacked against the wall, is a is a smaller third canvas that you didn't see, um, just because the other the other ones have been larger. So it's hiding this smaller canvas that's still turned against the wall. I'll relay that message. I'm like, oh, there's one more. Hopefully, this one isn't as linsey and jizzy as the last one. <laughs> then I'll uh, turn that over as well, please. A child-sized clown in yellow and blue cavorts on a stage, trailing a white paper dragon behind. Gotta ask, where do you get these pictures? <laughs> um, I'll, I'll just say, hey, there's a creepy clown child on a stage, and he's looks like he's having a dance. The um, are you looking? Are you looking, Agent Nero? Oh, I am. Gonzo, um, eyes like widen. Nero's eyes. <laughs> Sorry, Nero's eyes. Nero's eyes. <laughs> maybe Gonzo's too as well. Um, Nero's <laughs> eyes widen. He doesn't even bother to look if anyone's coming. He rushes over to look at that painting. And as you realise that it's the clown from the park earlier, yeah. the exact same one, can you please roll sanity for me? Of course. And we'll pick it up there next time. Oh, let's just get it up to speed. Thank you for listening. For more information on Delta Green, visit delta-green.com. Music and sound effects provided by pixabay.com. Additional music very kindly provided by Cryo Chamber. 
please check them out at cryochamber.bandcamp.com. Thank you.